And we are live. What is up, everybody? This is Nick from P2W Fantasy on the first Tuesday following the NFL draft here with two awesome guests on the show. Um, Going to dive into some awards today, quote unquote awards, uh, following the NFL draft. I'll be sure to introduce both of these guys in a second here. I do want to first say that this show is uh, sponsored by and partnered by uh, the Fantasy Points Media Group. Um, FantasyPoints.com, definitely check it out. Everything that I do now for content, I go to fantasypoints.com, whether it's an article, a podcast, whatever the case is, if I'm looking at statistics or articles or um, red zone things, I mean, everything in in one spot um, when it comes to fantasy points. So definitely check out fantasypoints.com. You can use promo code 21WIN10 for a discount there, and it's definitely well worth it. All right, and we got some comments coming in already. John McGlynn, love this crew. All right, so uh, before we get going with the show today, I do want to make sure I introduce both of these guests. Been very excited about this show, uh, and I will start with Fantasy Couch on the bottom here. Um, so Fantasy Couch, you have the, the website, um, which is awesome. I, I was checking that out more in depth earlier. Uh, DFS, you have draft kits on there, rankings, dynasty, videos, and podcasts. You even have a store up in there. Um, YouTube got a ton of subscribers on YouTube, 35.2 thousand subs there. Um, and, and you're talking best ball. You have some, some mock draft tips. Uh, you even go into some beginners advice, which I think is very crucial for people that put out content because not everybody who, uh, consumes content is a fantasy analyst or dives into this stuff like we do. So definitely have a lot going on. Um, can you let everybody know where we can find you on any sort of social media, um, and what do you got going on during this time? Yeah, everything's fantasy couch. Um, I've failed on YouTube for like seven years. And then I started filming drafts and doing like hack my lineup where I hack people's fantasy accounts and other stuff. And then um, I seen a little bit of success. And then the strategy videos, of course. So, um, you know, what's that called, right? Insanity. Um, but it ended up working out in the end. Uh, so, yeah, check me out. It, I got a everything, um, even a TikTok now. I finally caved in. So nice. <laughs> um, just peep me uh, on Fantasy Couch, all the social medias. If you hate me, feel free to leave. Cost you nothing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and again, I, I, I agree with uh, saying you got pretty much a ton of everything. And it's interesting to hear that you're diving into TikTok because our other guests, I think, might be uh, – verified there soon um yeah. might have to talk about that, that a little bit, but, uh, oh yeah uh, i'm just saying no the the content is just so good when it comes to tiktok but cooter doodle um the the uh the bio reads a lady in the streets but cocky in the tweets uh you have the petite pods going on you've had guests like andy holloway on and some other members of the fantasy community i think that has been awesome and i always get a kick out of those uh i mentioned tiktok tiktok gold uh, all the tiktoks you drop on, on twitter or on tiktok are awesome. Uh, we in we in this together.com. If you want to talk about that, uh, you have that going on for uh, for charity, which is awesome. Um, and yeah, you drop some random uh, videos talking about fantasy, but then they're um, of you doing some controversial things at times. You have articles as well relating, you know, drafting the Starburst and other creative ways of uh, speaking about fantasy. So, Cooter Doodle, I've been waiting to get you on the show for a while. Happy you are here. Can you tell everybody where to find you and what you got going on? Yeah, uh, so we have a few big names coming to Petite Pod soon. So follow me on YouTube. You can subscribe there uh, and Twitter, Cooter Doodle. I mean, 
kind of TikTok, I guess. That's really just where I go to edit and make silly things. But if you want to be annoyed by even more of me, you can go there too, I guess. All right. All right. Well, I have both both uh, Cooter Doodle and Fantasy Couch on the show today to talk about the NFL draft. But instead of just breaking down pick by pick, I figured we do an award show. And I put awards in quotations because not all the awards are good. But uh, we'll be talking about some of the awards following the, the NFL draft here in a second. all right so again we, we are talking the nfl draft and we have an award show today uh before we talk about any of that i'm just curious uh we'll start with cooter and then go down to fantasy co- uh, couch how did you spend the draft? Uh, some people are on podcasts the entire three days. Some people are with family. Some people go to the same spot. Um, How did you guys actually spend the draft days? Uh, I actually kind of checked out of Twitter more than usual. We're vaccinated, so we went hang out with friends, kind of back, like back to the old school stuff of just grabbing a beer, watching football, you know. So we just watched the draft and kind of watched people every now and then spiral on Twitter when things didn't go their way, you know. That's always fun. That's always fun. Fantasy couch, how about you, man? I never do anything exciting. But <laughs> no, I didn't really nothing I didn't really do anything. But this draft was super epic for me. So like 30 minutes before the draft started, all of a sudden, I haven't ate that whole day either. It's like sometimes I just get busy and don't eat till later. Um, all of a sudden, like I feel like throwing up. Oh, no. And then I'm like, oh man, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm like, what's? I'm like, this can't be because of Mac Jones. Like, I'm like, I'm not like, <laughs> it's yeah, not it's like, it's, it's not because of Mac Jones. And then I'm like, like 15 minutes. I'm like, oh god, it is because of Mac Jones. Because it's like all this built up. And I'm telling everyone, like, I never. I'm not saying we're like the Niner. I'm a Niner fan. We're, like, we're not drafting Mac Jones. I'm saying like, don't trust anybody. It could be Mac Jones. It could be Fields. It could be Trey Lance. I think it's Fields. But man, once it started coming down to the wire, you know, just like just like a Super Bowl game or like your first NFL, I started getting all anxious. And man, I was so close to throwing up. And then when they <laughs> called Trey Lance, I got my shirt off. I'm all sweaty. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Thank God it's not Mac Jones. I'm all relieved. <laughs> and then, like, like after that, I mean, I could barely, like, concentrate and get on. I was on Twitter and everything, but I was, like, only half there. I was high off the Trey Lance pick for, like, a good three, four days. That is awesome, and I actually can relate a lot to that because – um, well, I, I was, I was asked to be on a show or two and my dad, like on Easter was like, Hey, like the draft's coming up. I'd love to watch it with you and your brother. And I'm like, all right, fine. So we went out to the, you know, just a local bar, got a table and was watching, but I'm a bears fan. I'm a bears fan. So more excitement even, yes, but, but, fan. but I had the same feelings as you because the minute the bears traded up in the draft. I was like, oh my God, Justin Fields is still, you know, on on the board right now. But then I had these Mitch Trubisky flashbacks of trading up and taking the wrong guy. So all I was picturing for a split second there was Mac Jones. I was like, geez, they're gonna they're gonna fucking trade up and take Mac <laughs> Jones here. And then as soon as the name Justin Fields was popped up, I 
I was the same way. I mean, I'm still to this day posting like all these pictures that, you know, other people have made and uh, that night probably celebrated way too hard and felt it, you know, the next day or so. But uh, yeah, same, same sort of thing. I was, I had that Mac fear that I think uh, uh, you, you kind of alluded to there. And see, I think that's my favorite thing about the whole, I haven't, I'm not big into college, right? So watching the draft is pretty new for me. I've watched it with my husband before we just go to a restaurant but being invested in like the team narratives and the fan, like just like you just said, not knowing what's going to happen and they've done it before and done the wrong thing. And like, that's what I get excited about. Not even like necessarily the pick, but the whole story of the franchise and the fans behind it. I just think it's fascinating. Like that's the fun stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when you're on the edge of your seat until a name's called. And the bad thing too, the place we were at, they had like music playing. So all we can do is look at the, the mouth of like them oh, saying the no. names. So we're like looking close at the TV and everything. But yeah, that was, that was awesome. Um, when it comes to the draft, so we don't have to get super deep into this, but I'm just curious to hear your maybe brief thoughts. Is landing spot generally a massive impact for you guys when it comes to um, maybe just weighing out uh, how we view these guys in fantasy and in football in general. I mean, we, we see some people that stick to their guys, no matter where these guys go, that's my guy. I'm ro- rolling with them. And then on the flip side, we saw last year, you know, like CEH went to the chiefs and then he bumped up to the one Oh one of fantasy drafts. You know, I, I mean, which, what's your guys uh, thoughts on that? And we can just go maybe reverse order here with the fantasy couch to start. Landing spot makes zero difference. It's it's talent over everything. Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I'm, I'm saw- not. I'm not with you. You could have said I, I'm passing on this question. I would have been nodding the whole time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, everyone has different opinions. No, uh, I mean it obviously matters. It's obviously significant. And I think you just, I think you got to weigh that factor uh, case by case. We saw with Josh Jacobs. I don't know how you guys felt about Josh Jacobs, but everyone I've talked to, I'm sure there's different opinions. They didn't really like him as a prospect, but he went good O-line. He was used. He looked decent. You know, then we see the O-line deteriorate a little bit and the Raiders starting to kind of unravel now. And then, you know, they get Drake, of course. So, I mean, of course, it does matter. Um, talent is very important, though, because talent ultimately could win. You know, Terrell Davis with the Broncos. I mean, we see it all the time. So I, I think it's case by case, and obviously it is a big factor. Yeah, I agree with Fantasy Couch. I mean, I think you it's not just black or white. And my example to that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they were like 5-11, and 7-9, and then people would have been down on them and said they don't want someone to go there. Right. But then look what they did. They turned it around in one year. Granted, they made a lot of moves. They got in good talent and people that worked well together, but I'm, I'm kind of in the camp of a team might be one of those ones where it has this narrative, but there's so many changes with like coaching and everything that it just can flip in a year. It really can flip. So I'd rather go with the talented player than the landing spot. If I had to pick one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, even even last year with, you know, I, I brought up uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire coming up. Mm-hmm. I, I was a huge Swift guy. Swift didn't go to the, the Chiefs where maybe he should have went. Um, but I still was, you know, going into my rookie drafts knowing even though CEH has the best landing spot, you know, on paper before the year started, I'm still going to be a Swift guy. Even though Taylor, mm-hmm. you know, went to the Colts and was behind Max, some people still were like, yeah, Taylor's still my guy. Whereas you had the flip side of people saying, no, there's no way I'm not taking, 
you know, CEH if I am the 101. Um, I think positionally it kind of matters at times too. Um, you know, if a wide receiver is going somewhere that has some other guys, there's still some good upside for them if it's a good passing offense versus a running back where if he's buried in the depth chart, maybe you yep. still have that kind of hesitation. But uh, did have Angie pop it in the chat. What's up, Angie? Hey, Angie. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So what we got going on, we have awards. We have awards. I figure we give out some awards for different topics here based off of the draft. I thought that'd be fun and interesting here. Um, and what I'm going to ask you guys is for the uh, award, who wins this award and what's your, what's your reasoning behind it? Um, I'm sure we can go in a bunch of different routes here. Uh, curious to hear your thoughts. So the first award on the slate here is going to be the steal of the draft award. So this will be a player drafted in a spot that dropped a bit. So um, maybe maybe this player slipped off in the draft further than we all thought they would, and uh, a team actually got a steal from from grabbing this player. And uh, we'll start with Cooter on this one. What's your what's your thoughts on the steal of the draft award? For me, we already talked about it. I mean, I think it was Fields all the way. I think they in the when you think of steal, I think they paid for it to trade up, but at the same time anyone who was going to take him was going to have a win with it. So I think it was worth what they paid. And if you would have gone a month ago, I don't think people would have seen him dropping that far. Yeah. Justin Fields out of the top 10. Like it's, I mean, it's money. It's like time to trade. That's what they're like. Hey, we got to trade up. Like he's yeah. out of the top 10. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with, with fields, um, I don't know if you guys came out with uh rankings that you stuck by before the draft pre-draft rankings. But for me, I, I actually thought, Personally, and I'm not just saying this because he went to my team, but I, I thought Fields, and I put like five bucks on it to win like 80, but I didn't win. But I thought Fields should have went to the Jets at number two. And seeing that he went is not the second or the third. Um, right. He went all the way to the Bears, uh, who weren't super, super far. But um, Fantasy Couch, maybe your, maybe your thoughts on, on uh, Cooter's answer, and then uh, we can go into yours about Justin Fields uh, falling because a lot of people during that time were tweeting and saying, I cannot believe this guy's still on the board. The Broncos passed on him for a, a cornerback, um, not a quarterback. So, yeah, what's your thoughts there? <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot. Well, the Broncos, there's a conspiracy that there's some kind of like this weird blood oath contract between them and Rogers uh, going on behind the scenes right now. That's just some conspiracy I just made <laughs> up right now. And it's only like 1% chance going to happen. But I mean, Hey, he goes to that team, that's a, that's a top three team. What, what, what percent chance do you think that that is? I'm curious because I, oh, I, I feel like that's the only thing I'm hearing lately. I hear a lot of Rogers. small, lots. but like you got to take your shots. Right. So it's like maybe I don't know. I'd say, 50, I don't know, 10%. I mean, it is suspicious that they didn't take, I mean, I don't know. I, I like that kind of stuff, but I, I agree with you, Couch. I mean, that's a little suspicious, right? They could have gotten something else. They, they said that they liked fields, but they're like, we just like certain, you know, a, a bit more. And people are like, so you want to build, you know, a franchise around your cornerback. Mm -hmm. Um Got bootleg fantasy. How long before the wall behind Nick is only Fields jerseys? I got to put in the order. I, I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's all eight Fields jerseys. Yeah. Just, just going to be quantity. The change the quantity to eight. Ship, yeah. One day shipping. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the, these take a while. They're from China. So, I mean, they're like, <laughs> so it takes a while. 
Uh, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, so, so, oh, yeah. yeah. So, Fields and then your pick. Fields and then the, your pick. with the Rogers. The, the only th- the only way that like that does kind of make sense is like because I know I think we all know if they get Rogers, they could be the best NFL team because mm-hmm. they got all the weapons that Locke couldn't throw to. Their defense is a is a on paper is it's okay, but as a as a group, they have, they're really special. You know, with that yeah. coach, like they can really do some things. And then they're I mean the Packers are like always a few inches away from the Super Bowl. They don't even have a defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got that cornerback. I'm terrible with names. I think it's Kevin King. I mean, that's the guy who's playing. Like that guy's playing for the team. No no team going to Super Bowl should have that guy playing and defending people. Like it's that bad. Um, but yeah, my answer to the award. Uh, is this an award? Are we doing it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an award. Yeah. Um, yep, so yep, it's yep. kind of 2.0 to what Cooter was saying. This was actually, out of all the awards you gave us, this was the toughest one. Such a great draft class. So many steals, like incredible steals all over the place. So this is really going off what Cooter was saying. I could have I could have said fields, but I'm going like a little bit deeper. And it's the Bears second round early, uh, Tevin Jenkins. Because you go do Love fields, it. which was amazing. And then you're like, Let's do it. You know, you can't you can't knock out everything on your checkbook uh, on your checklist on draft day, right? You, you're gonna like everything's not gonna go perfect. So it's like you know they the Bears need other players, um, probably a couple players on defense, maybe O line, you know, maybe receiver, sure. But it's like let's go get this amazing offensive tackle for Fields. Let's do it again, one mm-hmm. more time. They double down and then they double down again, and so that's that's my steal of the draft. Uh, yeah, I mean you don't Tevin want a Jenkins. Joe Burrow situation, right? You got to keep yeah, learn from healthy. them exactly. Yeah. Learn from that. That is a good way to supplement that. And uh, we have a common glorious beard, bro, from RF Fantasy. It is nice. I was going to say that oh, whenever you, you hopped in here first, but I was like, well, I don't. we never met yet. Maybe he, he gets tired of the beer compliments, but, man, it's it's nice. Oh, no, just only only like weird comments. Like, that's all. Like, <laughs> people go, hey, what's, why is everyone growing a beard nowadays? So that's why I like the internet because I just like scroll up i mean you, you can just you know, be like i don't, you can just be I don't like, need to answer that i got the the patchy like italian look going on where the stash grows way faster than anything else so i i mean i'm a little jealous to be honest there's, but. there's always a way to make it like look you're a bears fan right there's always a path the path is actually never how we think it you know you always think in your mind this is the path to success this is the path to bear this is the path to having awesome facial hair sometimes you got to go like this but there's always a good finish anyone can have a good grooming thing i don't know whatever whatever <laughs> everyone can make it their own way like there's always a way for you to make it work so there's always I feel I feel like we need to put put that on a like one of those like cloud pictures, those right. uh, those inspirational quotes, and just Sunshine have that full, that full, oh, yeah, yeah. God, yeah I'll hang that up in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, Etsy. Like, I'll, put, I'll sell it on Etsy. There no, you like, go. I don't want to make this like a Bears podcast, but I do have to ask. So, with Fields being somebody that for months we've thought was going to go so early, like, can you imagine they didn't even have a plan for that? Like they they had to have expected that to be gone. At least top seven, right? Yeah, they probably yeah. had to delete that Andy Dalton tweet. <laughs> they really oh, believed man. that tweet. That tweet was for real. Like it, they then, were serious about and it. And then they had the hype videos of him like walking in the locker room. They're right? playing the cool music that he, you know, never listened to in his life and stuff. And but no, yeah, I I, I don't know if they maybe thought there was a shot at like Mac Mac Jones. Maybe they thought I like Trey Lance would fall. I don't think that they thought Fields would be there at the the spot they took oh, him. But man, um, he I, fell so much. Like that's yeah. Yeah, it's strange, strange to me. Uh, I, I wrote down 
just two guys. I won't go too deep in, uh, to them. One's a non-fantasy guy unless you play IDP, but Jeremiah Uwusu Koromoa from uh, Notre Dame. He was supposed to be like the second best linebacker in this class. He ended up going to the Browns. Six total linebackers, either inside or outside, went before him. So oh, I thought well, he I, was a – oh, I, go ahead. I, he had health concerns that just came out today. Yeah. Just, just came out today. I didn't see yeah, that at all. Well, yeah, it was a small – I honestly, I don't remember the hell. Okay. Exactly. That's, that's interesting. That's why he, he was on, he was my, uh, like I that was my answer. Cause I was like, why is okay. this guy? There's health. John concerns. in the chat, John in the chat said heart issue rumor. Yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I heart. don't know if it's a big deal. I'm not sure. I'm not, you're not going to act like I do, but I, but it was enough for him to fall though. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. So it must've been some, something. Cause a lot of the times you wonder like why, and there's a guy we'll talk about later who also kind of fell and uh, you know, there may have been some other issues with that. Another guy brought up uh, and I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are high in this guy or not, but Terrace Marshall jr. Um, for some people, he was like a top five wide receiver in this class. Some people he was a top seven. Uh, he had nine wide receivers go before him. He had uh, mm -hmm. Eskridge and Tutu Atwell go before him in the draft. So I thought, uh, I thought Terrace Marshall was a guy that kind of dropped off a bit and might end up being a guy, even with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore that might get some involvement now that Curtis is gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I liked, I like him a lot. Um, you know, I think, I think the reason, and I was kind of suspecting this might happen is because you got so many wide receivers. I think teams are like getting picky. They're like, you know, look at this con, look at that con. But I mean, if that guy came out like in a weak wide receiver drive, you'd be like, wow, yeah. this guy's got yeah. lots of potential. He's big. Yeah. We can use him here. We can use now it's like, yeah, I'll get a wide receiver later. I'll do this or I'll do this weird thing and take this wide receiver. So teams got too yeah. picky and let so, that so guy fall. Some people say that uh, some teams try to get cute at times too. Like they they see you know like a guy like I'm I'm not trying to debate this or anything, but Kadarius Tony. You know some people are like, why did they pick him? And other people are like, well, he's kind of like Debo and he gets used in such creative ways and things like that. So I don't know. I think I think teams you know can maybe get cute at times with uh, maybe trying to be overly creative with um, their draft selections. But yeah, I don't think they got cute on that one. I think that was like a. You know when the timer's going down? That was just, that was I just think, an example. I'm not, I think I'm not, it's, I'm a, not. it's a – yeah, yeah. That, I, but no, no, yeah. teams definitely do get cute. But I think there – I think Devontae Smith was the pick. And now they got, you know, like the guy can't get on his laptop. The password's not working. The phone's all like bad connection. <laughs> There's paper. This is the Giants. What's the Wi-Fi password? password? Giants are everywhere. Like the Giants papers are everywhere. I told it's you to panic. use the laptop. The Microsoft yeah. Surface is broken. Like, <laughs> it's like ah, yeah, could, uh, we got Kadarius Tony, but he's like number, we had him going like number 26 and a half. Ah, whatever. And then, you know, you don't want to be <laughs> yeah. like the Vikings and not put the pick in. And then they took oh, Urban okay. Meyer's pick because, you know, he's a weirdo and he won't wanted Kadarius. He's like, ah, oh, shucks. Kadarius, Tony's taken. Let me draft ETN. Like, uh, get, get sniped in a, a startup, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think people are liking this. Uh, let's, let's, let's shift to the next award. So this is, this is why we put awards in quotations here because not every one of them is a, is a good thing. Let's talk about the biggest reach award. Uh, a player drafted just way too early. Maybe they, um, could have taken them the next round. Maybe they could have taken a couple other guys in that same position, and they kind of reached on this one. Uh, we can start with Cooter on this. Uh, one. I wanted to go first. You go first. If she go takes first. mine, I don't have no, a backup. First. You're not going to. I have a back. I have backups other places. All right. I'm always third, so if both of mine are are, are gone, I just <laughs> yeah, I, I just got, really got, move yeah. on. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Well, it's the Raiders, Alex Leatherwood. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, they're laughing. like, damn it, that was mine. No, 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 no. It, oh, wasn't. No, I'm it wasn't. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I jumped I jumped you in line. But, like, if you took that, I'd have no, you know, this camera's just going to be on me. I have nothing to say. <laughs> um, this guy could actually be good, but it's just, I just find it comical that the Raiders do this all the time, drafting rugs and making what I thought was one of an amazing trade to the bears and then squandering their picks. I, I just, I find this, I find this all comical. I wish Alex Leatherwood the best. Maybe he winds out. They did need a tackle, um, but it's comedy though. It, it's straight comedy. We're, we're as a community. We went like this, you know, in our discord where, you know, we're talking, we're like so far, there hasn't been any dumb picks at pick 16. And the Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders pick this guy. So just add it to the comedy to me. Oh man. All right. That was not one of mine. Uh, it's not one of Cooter's either. So we're no. all in the clear right now. Uh, yeah. Up, mine up is just because of a Homer bias. I, so the saints, I don't know a lot about rookies and then the saints put in a pick. And the first thing that I see is in the first round, they take Peyton Turner, a defensive end. And everyone's like, Oh, he was like a fourth round grade draft pick. And so, of course, all my friends are texting and they're like, why did we get this guy? Why, he he could have fell. So I don't know what that was about. But just personally, I was affected because why would you pick someone in the first that you could have gotten rounds later? Yeah, that's getting cute, I think. I don't know. Yeah, that pick, right? That's a good example, I think. Right there. That's again, I relate these to the startups where you're like, man, I had to get my guy and your guy, you're getting like you're getting him in the second round. Early. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, yeah. I think that's just getting, I mean, just take the best wide receiver. I don't know. Like, I feel like they could have Which did. is what I'm going to get to right now. Actually. They could have did anything, I feel like. I know. Well, my, my confusion was with the Chargers. Um, third round pick 14 in the third round chargers. We want to, you know, give Justin Herbert, another good, you know, I like to use the term all the time, another weapon um, to use in that offense, but they take Josh Palmer um, from Tennessee. Um, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I grinded all the tape from all these guys, but I, I did, you know, take enough notes on a lot of these guys. And I look at the lists of, you know, De'Ami Brown, Amari Rogers, Nico Collins, Amon Ross, uh, St. Brown, Thielen Wallace, guys that I actually knew. And I didn't know much about Josh uh, Palmer. Do, do, do either of you know much about this guy? Because they took him above all these other wide receivers. No. Yeah. So, I, yeah. so that list of wide receivers, I'm like, man, one of those guys would have been nice with with Herbert. And they take Josh Palmer in the, the third um, round. So maybe I'm, I'm tripping on something here. Bootleg Fantasy has a good one, too. Des Fitzpatrick to the Titans was a reach. I agree on that because there were still a lot of guys on the board, and Des Fitzpatrick is a guy I knew like nothing about. Um, another guy I wrote down here, and I'm curious to hear if you guys know anything about this guy, uh, and I'm going to say his name wrong, um, unfortunately. Uh, uh, Kenny Nwangwu to the Vikings, running back. He was taken above guys like uh, Chuba Hubbard and Kenny Gainwell. So they took Kenny Nwangwu, the Vikings. So I think they might have reached for their guy, but have you guys heard of, of this guy? Wait, is he a running back or linebacker? A am I am I mixing things up here? No, I'm not asking. I don't Oh uh, no, I, I wrote him down as a running back here. I have no idea. Kenny Nwangwu. I mean, it just shows how much I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, well, it's I'm, a yeah. legit question. Yeah, I actually don't I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I actually I actually did a, a list of um like just guys where they were taken by position earlier today and he was on the running back list off of ESPN. So if if I'm saying it wrong, ESPN's wrong. <laughs> um, both both your guys that you came up with are very good, but um and like they're 
they're not that like mine was like an easy answer you know and you're a saints fan cooter yeah so easy yeah. answer for you as well like so that's a little tougher answer but on the flip side i will say these guys won't make much of an impact like mm -hmm. i mean dalvin cook madison and whatever I, I mean maybe this guy's okay it's weird it's a weird pick and then the wider yeah. for the chargers definitely a weird pick but i see this man justin herbert play and he makes the second string tight end look amazing third string tight end look amazing actually won a ton of money when he was throwing to like Guyton or something Jalen yeah. yeah that went the game yep. where uh mike williams and keenan were hurt like so this guy i mean he's if you won't go and call him elite, he's borderline elite. He's amazing, makes everyone better. So I'm sure this Palmer guy went wind up like almost making the Pro Bowl. So yeah, he's mean, got that's Herbert. Like, that's a good point because those rookie quarterbacks, their first year normally don't do that well. So you know, well, he was great. I mean, I just know. So, stock, I mean, like I can only imagine. Yeah, this year he was that guy just because of that. He was that guy in like one of my um dynasty leagues it was a free-for-all for anybody who was left after the startup i just like mm -hmm. picked him up instantly because i'm like oh, i i mean who knows if mike williams is gonna be healthy your guy guyton uh appears and disappears he's the houdini of the team i think and uh there's another guy who Ty tyrone john or tyron johnson's in that yeah what's well, i yeah. was sleepy and during that dfs contest i accidentally selected tyrod taylor instead of him <laughs> And then I was so mad at myself. And then I'm like, oh, God, I think I might win first place still. And then what's it, funny is Mariota played that game. I, it, this, it, it makes no sense. I picked the wrong backup quarterback on accident. Mm -mm. Unreal, yeah. unreal. Now, then, then your next one after seeing you're almost hitting uh, some, some money there, you were extra sleepy again somehow. But uh, Oh, no, I was pumped after I won the money. I almost had hey, a Hey, there time. you go. <laughs> All right, so, so let's go back to a positive award now. So – Biggest winner award. So when I'm talking about this award here, uh, it's a player that benefited the most from the draft, but wasn't part of the draft. So it's a current NFL player who benefited the most from the draft. And um, I'm just going to throw it up, and whoever wants to uh, to to grab the ball this time can. Well, Cooter right, can go. go first because I feel yeah. I feel mad. I feel bad that I. I oh no, I'm you not. didn't do anything. Yeah. But I feel it like was this my one... turn. I think. <laughs> I feel like I this keep was like a two-person order. Yeah, yeah, it's this hard. one's a lob for me. I mean, I think everyone would agree. Miles Gaskin, that's who I think it is. I mean, they pretty much didn't go, I think, running back until round seven. So it was just, you know, his spots there. They set him up with a good wide receiver. So that way everybody's not stacking it onto him. Like, I think he won this one. Yeah, Miles My Gaskin. So I feel like he was that guy just like dodging the wrenches. I don't know, dodgeball mm -hmm. or something like that. Because there was all these rumors like, what if Aaron's, you know, Aaron's, Aaron Jones goes there or James Conner or like Leonard Fournette. One of these free agents goes to Miami. They might pick up somebody, nothing happened. And they're, then they're like, well, you know, the draft, they got a lot of picks. They're going to address somebody. You got Najee, you got Javante, Etty, and you go down the list. You can start naming all these guys. And Gaskin the whole time was just dodging I the know, bullets. And now, now he's by, I'm not going to say by himself because you have. Selvin, Ahmed. Sel yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. in. Um, well, he's by himself compared to NFL's the standard. Well, today he's yeah he's he's, and, doing, he's looking good in terms of a workhorse in la last season i got a list 14.2 14.5 20.1 16.6 14.1 33.9 17.7 he had a lot of good fantasy weeks and he was doing both he was running and rushing so uh running and rushing running and catching the ball so uh miles My gaskin definitely avoided uh some um some depth chart issues for sure uh fantasy couch who, who's your guy 
So I have, I wrote down, I have a list in case I get sniped. Um, <laughs> so I got sniped there, but I got another one in the queue. I might, I might, I might snipe. I got three names. So my second name, uh, so definitely agree with Gaskin for sure. Uh, my second name is Alan Robinson. Um, I think I have another name that's like more obvious, but I mean, come on. Emotionally, this, this man's never had a, a quarterback, I think dating from college. I mean, this man's never had a QB. And then he gets Andy Dalton, who's okay. But, I mean, that's depressing as hell. Uh, like, you can't oh, get it more depressed. I mean, in, in our is. community, we call it the couch fan. This guy ended up being a Niner fan for a month because of, <laughs> of the Daltons. And then he went back, of course. I, mean, I don't blame him. I mean, Justin Fields, come on, stud. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, Allen Robinson gets a good quarterback. Like, come on, that storyline. That, that's it. That's all I got to say. That That's a huge storyline. I feel great for the guy. I'm going to go tweet him right now. Congratulations, <laughs> Allen Robinson. All right, I like that. I like that, too. And I, I had one remaining on here, and I thought maybe it was going to be uh, mentioned, too. But – Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, he gets two guys, two more guys to throw to. I mean, we can all go back and forth and, and talk about, do we think he's a quality uh, thrower or not? I, I like what I saw 2019. He led the league in touchdowns, even if it was mm-hmm. from two yards out or whatever it was, he still led the league in touchdowns um, his MVP season. You have to feel for a guy who, you know, some games, the leading target receiver was Willie Sneed this past season at yeah. times. Um Des Bryant, they try to resurrect Des Bryant to come back and help Lamar Jackson. So uh, adding Rashad Bateman, who's got, you know, size, competitiveness, good hands. Um, and then Thielen Wallace, who, you know, great contested catches. He came off that injury well, 59 catches for 922 yards this uh, this past season in 10 games. Uh, Lamar Jackson, a lot of people knock his, his passing ability. But when we look at that depth chart this past season and the season before, I mean, who, who was he throwing to? And I think this helps Marquise Brown as well, because now he has maybe some more space on the field that, you know, um, opens up with Rashad Bateman and, and Wallace. So I like that Lamar Jackson has guys to throw to. And I think that um, it's a big season for him to show his passing ability. Um, and I thought that was an easy winner for me. I had Lamar Jackson actually as number four. Um, I didn't write them okay. down because I didn't think, you know, I, there's no way I could get sniped by more than two people. It's impossible. Yeah. Three people on the show. So uh, Lamar Jackson, actually, I just found this out. Uh, I don't know if it's pretty sure it's true. Actually, le- that that team led the league and dropped 7.5% drop percentage. Oh, wow. Second best wasn't even 7%. And I watched a lot of Ravens games and Lamar Jackson throws, he does like this weird like thing. And then when he throws the ball, like a weird sidearm and it totally misses. So it, some fault is on him, but then yeah, his team led the league in drop percentage. So it just didn't click. So he's an obvious winner. Like it just can't go. It went as wrong as possible last year. And it it just has to, the passing of the Ravens has to improve a little bit, huge winner. But I think number three was actually very on my list was very uh, obvious. It's just the, the team, is not that great, and all their running backs always suck. And that's Mike Davis. He survived, mm-hmm. um, but I think we no look, one look has... at that in the comments. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I, but I don't think anyone's excited about Mike Davis. No one's going to. If you like, have him, if you have him, I, I have him in a league, and I'm like, damn. That's, I mean, his mom's probably very excited too. I mean, He's probably thrilled. Slept on fact right there. <laughs> I mean. You got Mike Davis, like you got him for free, so Mr. that's Davis. great. Like you, like you. Like you won big time, but I mean, like no one's excited. Like no one's going to. He's going to disappoint. 
somehow. He's a he's a uh, sorry Falcons running back. He's gonna disappoint somehow. Like you got him, you got him for free. That's great. He's startable. He's a RB two, but it's the Falcons. It's, no one's too excited about it. That's how come he doesn't deserve this award. <laughs> You're saving. That's why he was in third on just one person's list here. So that yeah, is down exactly. the pecking order. Come on. We got uh, the comments. Bootleg fantasy. Hurts got Smith. So Devonta Smith, future center Dickerson, mm -hmm. and a pad catching back in Gainwell, and he cannot wait. That's so Hurts had some. Yeah, that's a good one as well. And uh, RF Fantasy says Ravens had three of the top five 20 plus yard rushers last year. Jackson Dobbins. Gus the bus fun fact so now maybe they can supplement that if teams are quote-unquote figuring them out now they have some pass catchers in that offense too so that's nice for them but that's what I was saying earlier too like things can switch so quickly in a year and so like that comment about Hertz and that whole offense I mean they make a few good picks that pan out and they don't bust and you change an offense real quick you know absolutely absolutely um but what also can change is the negative impacts of the draft. Mm -hmm. Look at that transition. I'm getting good at this hosting good thing. Segue. Kind Look of, kind of. Uh, biggest <laughs> loser of the draft, though. So we're going to flip the switch here. Biggest loser. So this is a current player in the NFL who uh, had the biggest negative impact from the NFL draft. Um, and oh, I think couch. it's Couch's turn. This. Yeah, it's couch, Couch's nah, turn this here. This is so obvious. I, I want to do my less obvious. All right. Do, so, do so, the less someone's obvious. got James Robinson on their list, right? Well, oh, they, I didn't well, put him. Z, you didn't Z2 put Robinson? Fantasy. Well, I went with someone else. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. he's definitely a loser for sure. And that's the yeah, that's a that's a huge one. But um, I want I didn't want to talk about it, so I want to talk about the guy. I want Man, to we got a lot about. of comments here. People are, are firing <laughs> off. One um, guy saying Robinson over Etienne. We got Devin Duvernay, Jimmy G. Ha ha. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> still, I, I want to talk about the Niners. So. Um, as soon as they, they drafted Trey Lance, the 49ers drafted Trey Lance, they're posting, you know, social media teams like, let's go, let's go. And so they're posting like, imagine Trey Lance on this team. And then it's a, it's a picture with Jimmy G, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, and then Raheem Moser quote tweets it like, hey, where am I at? And I'm <laughs> like, that. just you wait, just you wait. What happens on, uh, on day three, buddy? And then they draft a running back and then another running back. Later, that falls, and I'm like, oh, man, Raheem Mostert. So this is another emotional answer by me, like with Allen Robinson, but also factual, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, Raheem Mostert, like, come on. Like, that that changed really fast for Raheem Mostert. Yeah, yeah with uh, – and, and a lot of people were trying to say that Jeff Wilson Jr., who, you know, when he was given the opportunity, exploded last year, might be fighting for that job. And then even him now, you got two more backs in that system. So um, this is an award later we might talk about. But, man, the, the 49ers just kind of hoarding those running backs over there. Don't, don't draft Niner running backs. Trust me on this. Mm -mm. Don't do it. Don't just always draft them all. Draft them all, and whoever. Uh, no. the well, in Dynasty, you can break any rule you want. I see. Yeah. At, a, at a value, but, but in redraft, don't touch them. Don't do it. All right, Cooter, who is your biggest loser of the, the NFL draft? Yeah, so mine just – it hurts a little bit more because he was one that I was getting in Dynasty startups because I'm like, he's dropping so low and he's going to give me a lot of value was Melvin Gordon. And uh, then – That was mine. Devontae, that was mine. Yeah, Snipes. and I was just like, man, you draft a running back in round two and running backs, unlike quarterbacks, can do a lot in their rookie season. So it's like, man, I just don't see that being a good thing for Melvin Gordon. 
Yeah, with uh, with Melvin, <laughs> we, we, I mean, we, we we saw in the past like if he's got a supplemental back that is a big pass catcher, maybe it, it's okay for Melvin Gordon. Um, this past season, four weeks of nineteen plus touches, he had twenty six carries and four receptions the last week uh, regular season game of the mm-hmm. season. Um, and now you don't add a pass catching back; you add a compact build. This guy's got patience, uh, good vision. Um, he, he's labeled as a feature back in Javante Williams. Some people had him as the RB2 out of this class. A few people had him as RB1 or RB3, but uh, he's definitely looked at as a feature back. And I think, man, the Melvin Gordon uh, truthers and people hanging out to that dynasty stock definitely took a hit there. Um, well, hold Kyle, on, Kyle Nick, real oh, quick. Real quick. If anyone uh, from my uh, leagues are listening, haha, we're joking. He's going to be fine. Let's make a few trades and then, all right, all right. Just clip Mel- that part. Okay? Melvin well, what is, what is, let's clip that no. part. Yeah, no. well, we're going to clip it. Melvin Gordon to the moon. We got this. Yeah, you're just going to, we're going to have Cooter make a, a, a short video following this podcast and send it to the league mates. It's just going to be there us with different chops of the entire podcast that just builds up <laughs> to say Melvin Gordon is a buy in this RB1. next trip. Yeah. Couch, you the same uh, with Melvin Gordon or do you have some hope on him? Yeah, yeah. I know Cooter's gonna have to do like this apology video thing or whatever, <laughs> but um I'm not I'm not with that. Look, he's dead. Javante just got drafted way too I early. Know. And you know what? I, I was taking Melvin Gordon in best ball because uh there's this best ball contest, a little bit of overlay, so I'm crazy. I entered it a bunch of times, and I'm like, this guy almost falls around seven, 10 team really? best ball every time. Yep. So I'm yep. like, click, click. I had to force myself not to take Melvin. I should have I was blinded. I was greedy. We should have known they'd have to running back. I, I didn't think it'd be this early and, you know, get one that's like, that will just kill Melvin Gordon's value. But that's exactly what they did here. I mean, he might have like a couple of games at service, but like, it's, it's not, I was so excited before the draft because I thought he was falling and he was going to be so much better than people thought. And, oh, I just want to trade him away. Sometimes I- we're wrong. Yeah. Hey, the the only <laughs> the only maybe counter argument would be if the Broncos end up being like not not super competitive this year and they're like, hey, we're gonna Derrick Henry this guy yeah. and not give him the touches. We're gonna run Melvin Gordon into the ground while we don't compete. Or they might say, no, we're gonna take the stud that Vic Fangio was fist bumping to. I don't. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if that Derrick Henry thing's ever happened. <laughs> ever before <laughs> except with yeah. derrick henry i was like, trying to label it like a like a common thing thing there yeah for a second, I, I, I mean I, maybe i'm wrong uh, it comes to my head i've i've never seen anything like that where you have like one of the best running backs ever and then he's like a scrub I for like three years yeah and then he's like hey he's back like two thousand <laughs> yards hello like, i was like what and he doesn't even like just casually come back. He comes in, he's just like throwing people around on the field and stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's that's the guy. That's the guy we remember. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we get into these uh, fantasy drafts. A lot of people are in startups right now. You see it all the time on Twitter. They'll they'll be like three rounds into their startup, and they're like, how's this team look, guys? You know, it happens pretty often that this time of year, people are joining more leagues. So let's look into the late rounds here. Rounds four through seven, we'll say. So this is the late round fantasy gold award. So this is going to be awarded to a player drafted somewhere between the fourth and seventh round of the NFL draft that you think will be actually solid for fantasy, um, either this coming season or for dynasty, however you want to approach it. Um, And again, whoever wants to take that mic first, just go ahead. I don't think I'm going to be sniping here. I'm going with a tight end. And 
I let Ray GQ, you know, chirp, chirp in my ear because I think he's brilliant. So this is basically he said it once and I read into it and he's absolutely right. But Hunter Long, the tight end in Miami, I mean, you can get him super late now. So I think he's one, especially in these tight end premium leagues. You know, he's a guy that you can get super late. All right. Hunter Long, Hunter Long. So um, I, I think a lot of people had him somewhere between their their third to fifth, uh, wi- uh, not wide receiver, tight end in this this class. And uh, Miami, again, they added a, a big pass catcher in, in Waddle, but he's more of the um, big play kind of guy. So maybe maybe Hunter Long can uh, find some space in this Miami offense here. Um, mm-hmm. Couch, any 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 uh, interest in, in Long? And uh, you can go into your guy, too. Yeah, Hunter Long. I think he's probably worthless this year, but the next year, I mean, he could explode. Like Mike Kiseki might not be on the team much longer. He's kind of a, I think he's a good player, but he's also disappointing. You know, kind of up and down, a kind of guy that they might be like, okay, he's you know he's looking really good, we like him, but it'll probably be like, ah, I didn't really pan out how we thought it. We want to get rid of him, and then that'll you know, boom, that could really uh, explode right there for Long's value. Um, actually. I had two players on this team. I was just trying not to talk about my second guy. I don't know. I don't know how we're <laughs> going to do this. I have to somehow mention both, though. But M- mention him, mention him, mention him. The, the 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 main guy, though, I had to cheat like round four. He barely made round four, so he barely makes this criteria that I I really really like. Um, so I like the talent. I like the spot. I like the opportunity. And I uh, just I talked to a lot of people because everyone's like, "What's your dynasty rankings?" Like as soon as the draft's not even over, the, like, the who do I draft? Drafted. Yeah, people ask people are asking me who do I take at at, uh, at the one point oh six before the draft ends. So at least I get a I get a feel of what people are thinking. This guy's name never came up. Uh, Michael Carter drafted right oh, yeah. right in the beginning of round four. The, can catch. The first, can't can't see it, but the first guy on my list there, Michael Carter. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's almost cheating. Like it's such a good obvious pick, and it just barely meets your criteria of round four. He's got virtually no competition. People said Tevin Coleman, who's like that's not competition. So Le- LeMichael P. Ryan, like it's just not competition. Um, Ty, I don't even remember the other guy's name. Ty, whatever the other running back there. Um, but Michael Carter, I like the talent. His knock is he's undersized. I disagree with that, but I do respect it, though. Like, maybe he's not built for a workhorse. Maybe he isn't. I was one of the guys who really liked Clyde Edwards-Alaire, so that, that you know, I could be wrong about that. You know, so sizes, I don't know. It's hard to judge. You can look at BMI, weight. Sometimes it's just hard to judge if they're mm-hmm. going to be a workhorse in the NFL. I think Michael Carter is not too small. I think he can catch. He's quick. He's fluid. Not much competition. And I'm thinking – Zach Wilson might dump it off to him a few times. I love him uh, in PPR. And you could get him at the end of round one, probably, in Rookie Dynasty. I mean, I may be wrong there. That's what I'm thinking so far. Yeah, I agree with uh, with that, with the uh, ADP. I don't have the ADP in front of me, but the ones I've seen recently, uh, Michael Carter is going towards the end. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'll let you plug your other guy. But Michael Carter, I think with running backs, we talked about landing spot, but you have to look at competition right away. You know, some guys loved uh, Hubbard, you know, coming out of the drafts. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people didn't, you know, some people liked him, but now he's behind McCaffrey. And some people love Kenny Gainwell, but now he's going to be splitting some time or being behind Miles Sanders. But then – Got a guy like Michael Carter, day one, 
I mean, wh- why would he not take this job over? Something would have to be wrong on his end, even with Tevin Coleman, even with um, whoever else in the uh, P. Tevin Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. On. yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, if that's the most you're worried about, then you're pretty confident that Carter's going to get significant touches this year. Yeah. Who was your other guy? You had another one you said. Um, so I know this is, uh, I'm highly contradicting myself, but let me explain. Don't, don't block me on social media yet. <laughs> um, Eli Mitchell, Niners running oh, back yeah, yeah. round six. Okay. Uh-huh. So this was the Niners plan. They wanted to draft a running back. They probably wanted to draft one offensive lineman, but you guys know how this draft is so loaded. Like, and they're like, well, I mean, w- we already had like we got our quarterback. We don't have much needs. The only other need they really have is to improve their pass co- uh, pass coverage. Um, and so they're like, let's draft another lineman. And then they see this guy Eli Mitchell falling and falling. Mm-hmm. And I think Eli Mitchell is just as good as any running back that you can rank from four to ten. Uh, he's really good. He's a super sleeper. And they went and they're like, well, since this guy's falling, I'll take him and. I'd be okay with drafting this guy in Dynasty purely because of value, purely because everyone, I, I assume Mostert's going to go before him. Jeff Wilson, my, I don't know. Dynasty starts to get weird, but definitely um, Trey Sermon's going to go probably end of round one. I don't know. He's already like on a lot of a he's lot of people's up, top yeah. four, top five running back rookies. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's going way early. So why not just get the one that's free? Why not get, you know, you're paying Mike Davis price here. And you might get a Mike Davis yeah. out of this guy. Like, why not? We all our running backs get hurt anyways. Like, this guy's probably gonna see his. He's probably gonna get opportunity if it's not this year, next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of people were trying to draw the uh, the the James Robinson comparison to Elijah Mitchell, like the guy that's gonna go super late or maybe not at all and might have some value. Um, so that's that's definitely interesting. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, I, I wrote down, I wrote down this guy because I looked at, so wide receiver, a lot of the times we look at, you know, what, what's the outlook for some volume here for some targets, you know, who, who are they competing with? And, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown in the fourth round, uh, to the lions. So the lions don't have a ton of guys catching the ball. I mean, they have TJ Hawkinson, who's their tight end, obviously. Uh, but then you got Brashad Perryman and Quintez Cephas and Tyrell Williams, so I thought Amon Ross St. Brown being a traditional target uh, slot guy might walk into some volume right away. So he might be a guy that you get maybe in the second to third round of your rookie drafts that might step in right away and, and get looks. So I, yeah, he was a guy point. I wrote down. I, I like that one. And I have a weird list of the most cursed NFL team. So Lions sit atop uh, number one on this list. Number now, one. Gonna probably happen is someone's going to get hurt or someone's going to retire. Something weird's going to happen with this Terrell Williams. You know, I like Quintus Cephas, like, you know, some, and then you got Perryman, which is like, I think everyone's already like, you can pretty much say something bad's going to happen there. Like he's not going to be off the team soon. So this guy's going to get his chance. Okay. So this great dynasty pick, I'm sure you can get him late. Like I love it. And then, but then when he, you know, as soon as he's good, you might want to sell him because you know, He's on the Lions. So. Some bad might target happen. Him like Cup? That's the question. <laughs> Will golf target him like Cup? Well, it's up, up, up for grabs right there with the new quarterback uh, as well. Um, the other guy I wrote down, I, I, I liked him before, and I guess he had a terrible pro day, and he fell super far in the draft. Um, 
Any any thoughts on on Brevin Jordan? I, I actually like the landing spot because I don't think that there's like this clear cut target tight end. I think they've had guys that find the end zone for the Texans. I know the quarterback situation is murky, and we don't want to dive too deep into that right now. But Brevin Jordan was a guy that I thought was the tight end too in this class, and he dropped very very far. And I don't know, maybe somebody in the comments will pop up again, but I don't know why he dropped so far. Um, but the fifth round he went in to the Texans, which really need players to catch the ball. I, man, I, I I strongly disagree with most of what you said, man. I think <laughs> Brevin Jordan is a great steal talent. Like it's 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 great, but when you look, you got to look at the big picture. And like we're talking about the Lions, like no one's gonna argue with me that the Lions are a great franchise. They're not cursed for a hundred years. You know, if you don't believe in curses, just use another word. They handle situations bad, bad luck, and everything, like everything. The Te- them, yeah. Texans, I mean, they they smell like manure right now. It it's <laughs> it's disgusting. Okay, so his landing spots not like with with organizations like this. Like you just have to be very careful because some organizations screw everything up. That's why I was afraid of Swift. He might make it through. He might be okay. Mm. Um, I'm always afraid of the Chargers and, and whatnot. Maybe Herbert's changing stuff. I'm always afraid of Washington. But I've been preaching this for years before Trent Williams left, you know, all this stuff. And so you just got to be careful. And right now, I mean, I think the Texans in a couple of years, they might move up my curse list. I mean, Derek, where, where are they uh, at right now for the, these rankings? They, I don't know. It's like to be, it's a it's an incomplete grade because they, they weren't top it's three. Draft. It's a rough draft. Yeah, so like. we gotta wait. I think we gotta wait a year or two, and I think they might they All might right. be moving up. They they drafted Cars brother, right? I mean, it's 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 looking bad. It's looking like they might go to number two on my curse list. Number two, number two. All, all right, so the Texans. Fantasy couch, curseless, number two right now. But again, this might be a rough draft. Um, uh, there we go. Injuries were a concern with Jordan and could have had something pop up on medical days. See, I this is what the comments, the guys in the comments should just mm-hmm. like be jumping in the podcast saying, wait, this is the reason. That's the second time. Um, all right. So let, let's get to one last award uh, before we close everything up. We usually shoot for an hour here. Uh, we, we talked about some hoarders, uh, fantasy couch. We, we talked about the 49ers taking some running backs. Um, did you, did you guys just want to throw in a quick one before we go to our last award for somebody who might've hoarded some, some guys I, I said, and it's not a fantasy position unless you play IDP, the Raiders took, uh, three safeties, 20, 21. I wrote down 21 safeties were drafted and the Raiders took three of them. Um, so I said, Hey, they were, they were hoarding some safeties. Did you guys have anybody you want to plug real quick before we get into our uh, last one was facetious. Just the fact that the saints drafted a quarterback when we already have two that we don't know who, you know, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Raiders, uh, again, and you know, nice, nice comedy show, uh, going on here. These safeties might pan. I mean, I love the first safety they took, but it's like, um, the most, more, more the, the most valuable positions, uh, Trevor Morig or something. Yeah. Yeah. More, the most yeah. valuable positions to having success as a team, you know, quarterback, obviously then I, then I don't know what comes with corners are cornerbacks are important. Pass rushes are important. So on, so, you know, the trenches, um, least valuables, probably running back and safety. What do the Raiders got? They got running backs and safeties, baby. Let's go get some more. So I just, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying like I'm right. Like I have a stance, 
But I'm saying it's comical, and I'm going to laugh at them. Like, I love this comedy show. Mike Mayock, worst GM? I don't know. I mean, statistically, yes. It's been, you know, written about. I don't know. It's And I'm, and I'm going to laugh at it. But the uh, the Bills, I love the show Hoarders, by the way. Uh, and so this is great. The Bills, definitely Hoarders. And uh, they didn't have much needs, kind of similar to, to my 49ers. Didn't have much needs and just, like, kept taking shots at offensive line. Uh, and if, you know, that's, it's not bad though. Some hoarding is good. Some hoarding can make you a lot of money. Most of the yep. time hoarding is bad. Like the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if it comes to uh, guys protecting the quarterback and you take five and two pan out and two out of five work, then I, it's probably worth it at that point. But like you said, importance to a team, I think uh, them hoarding the, the lineman like that might be a little bit better than the, the safety position. Um, all right, so last one on this list here before we close it up. It's the Did You Draft Award. So this award is going to go to a team that really needed a particular position, and they didn't draft that position. And uh, we'll go Cooter and then down a couch. Um, who do you give this award to, the Did You Draft Award? Well, I mean, I was very clear that I don't know a lot about rookies. I don't know a ton about team need. But so I'm going to go with just what I do know, which is the Saints. And I, everything they did was confusing. Um, they even came out. Mickey Loomis was on a podcast, I think today or yesterday, basically saying they tried to trade up in the first round. They tried to trade up in the second round and none of it worked out. So they just had to go with what was the best available. So to me, that screams that they missed on what they were trying to get um, because they didn't, I guess, have capital to trade in or to trade up. So for me personally, that's my answer. And it's mainly just because I'm a homer and I heard that today, but I feel like they missed with whatever they were trying to get. They couldn't get it. And, that, and that's fine. Cause uh, I think all three of us have been talking about our teams a lot, but you, yeah. it's easy to see with your team, you know, like, Hey, like we, we needed this and we did that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. uh fantasy couch, who, who do you have for this? The Did You Draft um, Award. Before Cooter answered, um, she already convinced me that it, it's the Saints. So I think it's a better answer than what I got written down. It's very, very puzzling. Yeah, it is a very head-scratching draft overall, like from day one, day two, and it just mm -hmm. uh, kept going. So, uh, yeah, and I, you know, I have Jameis Winston in a dynasty league. You know, I drafted him in best ball, and I'm like, what? what? Uh, so... Yeah, that that was that's a bad one. Um, also, another conspiracy I have is that um, <laughs> people don't want to talk to the Raiders when they when they're on the phone. Uh, oh, I think this conspiracy might hold. Like you know, my guys, John Lynch, Shanahan on the phone. They're like, "I love you, man. All right, what are we gonna do? You you want Trubisky? All right, we're like we'll we'll get a good package for you, buddy. We got you. Uh, you know, everyone loves talking to John Lynch. I think. Uh, but yeah. when the Raiders call, they're like, "Oh crap, uh, I can't hear you." And so I don't know. Maybe the Saints are weird. What you said? Maybe the Saints are ranked number two on the uh, what's it called? Screen call screen, and maybe they're screening maybe. calls. Like, oh god, is that weird Saints GM? <laughs> Ugh, what the, he's gonna lowball us again. So I don't. I I mean that makes total sense that they couldn't get like that's why they drafted weird is because is mm -hmm. they couldn't make trades but that that goes back to being a human you got to have good communication skills you got to be a guy people like everyone likes shanahan and john lynch i mean I, that's just what i think i mean they're making they made all those trades uh, someone picked true. up the phone and someone negotiated and the niners always got it so uh my my picks the colts i like the team um I'm, I'm not they didn't have a bad draft or anything but they needed offensive tackle and they just kept acting a little bit weird and, and kept hitting the defense, which is not bad. Again, not bad, uh, but definitely like goes with your uh, category that you gave us here. 
Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's a team that we probably already looked at as having a pretty solid defense. Maybe they needed some upgrades, but maybe not the upgrade the team needed, like you're kind of saying here. Um, with the, the, the team I thought about here, um, they kind of reminded me of, which is fine with me, they kind of reminded me of the Packers, not this draft, the, the draft before where they like really needed a wide receiver and they like didn't take one or they took one late. Um, and I'm not going to say their draft was bad overall, but the Tennessee Titans, they have 157 vacated targets between Corey Davis and Johnny Smith up for grabs in, in the system right now. We know AJ Brown will probably take, I don't, I don't know, 140 of them or something like that. Um, just, just high, you know, throwing a number out there, uh, way too high, but, uh, they didn't address the pass catchers. I mean, they, they drafted Des Fitzpatrick, who was talked about in the comments that I, I really don't know anything about. But there's a lot of good wide receiver talent in this draft class and a team that competes every year and gets to the playoffs. You know, they they got they got um, Corey Davis going out of the system. Johnny Smith, Anthony Ferkser, maybe he's like this tight end sleeper. A lot of people um, have been bringing up, but they didn't add a pass catcher in a draft that actually had a lot of pass catchers. So the Titans were the team I thought about for that. Yeah, I think if the Patriots play them, I think they triple team AJ Brown. They give him the Travis Kelsey treatment, and then I, I think they win. <laughs> I mean, who who else is catching? Who else is there? Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds is there. So yeah, I guess maybe I mean, he has some elevated value. Maybe nobody to compete with, really. It's tough. Like, I love everyone loves AJ Brown. I love him too. But I'm kind of like maybe we need a little little something to take away all this heat from him. Mm -hmm. Is you have like why would you not? Double, I know double teaming is like a, a saying that you can't always apply to every single play and it works, but it's like, I mean, he's going to get a lot of attention. He's not going to be open a lot of times. Mm -hmm. He's going to be crowded. So I don't know. It's I think it's going to be issue. Maybe, maybe he's great, but it shows up with inconsistency maybe when teams do decide to triple team him. Yeah, absolutely. So I was surprised they didn't address that um, at all. I actually thought that one of the better guys was going to go to the Tennessee Titans and have this one-two punch of A.J. Brown and, I don't know, Rashad Bateman or one of these other guys uh, that they probably could have went for in the draft here. Um, but, yeah, so we had a long list of awards. Maybe they'll get posted somewhere with all our answers and put, a, put on a plaque on someone's fridge or something like that. But uh, thank you guys so much for um, being part of this award show. It's the first ever uh, P2W Fantasy uh, Draft Award Show. Maybe it'll ha have to be a, a yearly thing or something like that. But um, I do want to make sure we close out the podcast. And if somebody tuned in late or they're listening right now, want to make sure that uh, they know where to find both of you guys and anything you guys want to plug before we, we close the podcast. And uh, um, we'll go we'll go with uh, Fantasy Couch. If you want to just plug again where we can find you for people maybe listening on iTunes or something like that. Uh, fantasy couch on everything uh youtube and now even tiktok uh everything else twitter instagram just hit me up give me a try uh you probably won't be disappointed there you go probably not probably not and uh cooter doodle where can we find you and anything else you want to plug to end the podcast uh yeah you can find me on twitter you can find me on youtube like i said we have some fun big names coming for the petite pods and then if you want uh, the charity league, follow or go to Weenus, like your elbow, WeenusTogether.com, and you can find out everything there. 
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys uh, a ton for being on the podcast. I was very excited about this one. You can catch uh, us live or me live P2W fantasy on Thursday, have a new podcast every Thursday with Steffi small. So pretty excited about that. Um, 7 PM central. So you can catch me then. And uh, again, if you guys listened on iTunes or live here or on YouTube, anything like that, thank you guys so much. And uh, be sure to follow these two. If you are not already have a good night, everybody.